Welcome. I don't everybody. know what podcast you're talking about. Yeah. Welcome to the Crimson Tide Off Tackle Podcast. Your host, Brandon, <laughs> where we follow all the latest and greatest Alabama news. Alabama 7-1 and one going into the – who do they play? Uh, coming up next week – hold on, we'll get the oh, breaking oh. news for you. <clears throat> coming up next week is the uh, the annual game against LSU. Oh! Ooh. At home. Go Tigers. Home. Go, go Tigers. And, uh, you know – Going down to down here in Tuscaloosa, it's going to be a cool fifty-eight degrees at kickoff. <laughs> oh, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god! Hold on. Oh god, sorry, what? sorry. The freaking audio, the video played. The, you didn't hear it. The whole, the whole. This is a. This is an absolute crap show. Just like Wait. I was lost. <laughs> <laughs> planned, planned. Keep it. Keep the struggle. <laughs> Just like Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I have a math question for you. Oh, go. Yes. I love nothing better than Sunday night math. Ready? Yep. Get out your calculator. It, oh, oh, hold on. And your, your pencils. <laughs> and your, your number two. Okay, this is starting to be less fun. What? <laughs> this is too real. <laughs> what does. I only have a number four. Is <laughs> it? Wait, hold on. Can we pause really quick? Yeah, go. Have you ever seen anything other than a number two pencil? What's a number one? <laughs> I know what does it do? I know Scantrons. I'm going to Google that right now. You go. You give me your math question. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you going to do some hard-hitting uh, journalism here? What is a number one pencil? Number one pencil. Okay. <laughs> I found one. Okay. Ready? Okay. The company yes. is called... I- I'm going to get demonetized trying to pronounce this. <laughs> okay. Hope Tic- you're not canceled. <laughs> Ticonderoga. Number uh, one Ticonderoga? pencil. Ticonderoga? Number one, I'm gonna I'm gonna link it to you. Number one pencil, a pack eight twenty eight for a pack of twelve t- two. That's a good prize, Ticonderoga. There you go, Ticonderoga. Our next sponsor, Ticonderoga pencils. What do you use number one pencils for? You can't use them on like tests, right? So artist quality, school grade. Oh, school artist quality. I see. I never took art class, so. Oh. Yeah. Anything, so, to, anything to avoid this Wisconsin game, right? Yeah, we're, well, I can't. We're not saying that word. Let's do some math. Okay. What does <laughs> a crappy offensive line uh-huh. plus a quarterback with slow reads mm-hmm. plus a worn-out defense plus vanilla play calling plus <laughs> a bad run game equal? Divided by... 65, divided, by, on, divided by 65-year-old men defending Spencer Peters on Twitter that I had to fight for the past four hours on Saturday. Multiplied by Camp Randall Stadium. What does it equal? A 27-7 loss to Penn State. Incorrect. Eight and four season. <laughs> okay. Jordan. It was bad. Can we just get it out of the way really quickly? Go. Just say what you got to say. It was bad. Game. It was bad, bad. and sad. Podcast over. That was our three minute rant. Call I hope it. You en- I hope. Call it. I hope you enjoyed it. Jordan sent me a text, <laughs> and I almost wish he did. He said, "I'm only going to say seven words because I'm going to say as many words as the Iowa offense can muster." That, that if they if they're not going to give me more, I'm not giving back anymore anymore. You know. Why That's, can't we just be like Oregon Duck fans? Here's what I want to say. 
This is the most infuriating part of this whole debacle. If you're going to go into Madison and lose, you're go- it's going to happen. It's happened a million times, whatever. Yep. But you're coming off of this thrashing of a game against a crappy Purdue team. 14 days to prepare. You had four. That, that's my. That's the biggest point. You had 14 freaking fracking days. And you know what blows my mind is that they had How? 14 days to prepare, but at halftime they made better adjustments than 14 freaking days to what adjust. Were they, what were they just like? All right, guys, let's get back to the fullback dive. Like, let's let's implement a new play call. Now, listen on this fullback dive, the guard's gonna pull. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Please. Oh, I forgot something in our math equation. Uh, receivers who can't get open. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just absolutely atrocious. I saw more calls for Brian's head oh, my. this week than I had ever seen before, and it's so warranted. But the realist in me knows that as long as Kirk's there, Brian's there. Yeah, okay, so this was – I actually, on the script, I have it way down below, and I said question for Jordan. I'm going to pull it up first, Okay. Here's the question I have for you. And I actually, I, to be honest, I took, I'm going to take full credit. Not, I'm not going to take full credit. I'm going to give full credit because I heard this. No, no, no. Take the credit. Yeah, take, me, 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 me. This credit. is me. Yeah. My 100, 100% ingenuity. No one has said this. This is 100% me, 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 me. If his name was Brian Smith, is he fired today? It's, you would like to say yes, but Greg Davis, Matt, lasted a whole season too. So probably not. I don't think Kirk's one for. Can you imagine him doing an in-season change ever? Oh, did you know? I he mean, freaked out you know, over Kirk, the color of cleats. Uh, we, you know, we, we still home. have the same quarterback, right? Well, we did so, have an Alex Padilla. Alert. <laughs> Actually, he gets he more like a. He gets a. He was three for six. He had a good throw on the run. Got sacked a whole bunch. So so ridiculous. Um, I just don't. No, I don't even know anymore. The defense is starting to show it's human. Like, Graham Mertz, again, had a career game. <laughs> yeah, 100 yards. 100 yards and a tutty. And, they, I mean, there's a little bit of leniency. They're down to, like, their third corner. Right? Yeah, Tay I Ro- saw that. Tay Roberts didn't suit up, and Riley Moss didn't suit up. But the thing is, it's you really can't put that much on the defense because not only is it short you know, uh, fields, but it's time of possession. I think it was 18 minutes to 10. I mean, just just hand them the W and get out of Madison. It's so it was we it was so bad. I'm not kidding. From the moment, the moment bad things started happening, because anything that did go wrong went wrong. The moment bad things started happening, it was hilarious. We were laughing so hard at my house. We were laughing you, through the pain. La- yeah, you laugh through the pain. It was so funny. We were cheering. So like when it, we're I'm, we're pretty loud cheerers at the home, like we're screaming, hopping, hollering if good things are happening. It was so bad that we were like any fumble, uh, like the punt fumble or Spencer Peters fumble, like the ball getting strip sacked. We were just dying laughing. It was it was too much. It was so bad and cringy. It was too much not to enjoy. So do you remember last year? And this is. Like NFL, right? Last year where the Broncos had that COVID outbreak in their quarterback room. Yeah. So they started like, I can't even remember the guy's name. He was a wide receiver. Oh, yeah. I'd take him. Oh, 
I'm throw sorry. him, throw him in. Like, yeah, I, I only. Uh, uh, it was. I got some more eligibility. Comical. This game was more comical than that, and they couldn't even get a first down. Iowa. Oh, Didn't like Illinois have to do a graduate assistant? I want to. I, I, I want. I want to give you stats. I want to break this down for you, but I'm trying to save my sanity. I will just say two for thirteen on third down. Went for it three times on fourth down. Didn't get any of them. We had a whopping, a fantastic 24 rushing yards. Total offense. (laughs) 2.1 yards per carry, baby. Total offense, 156. Come on. Okay. Stop. Come on. (laughs) Stop it. Navy could get more yards. Like, I'm not kidding. Remember when we joked about the triple option? I'm not. I wasn't kidding, Jordan. Do something. The, The triple option could get you 200 yards a game. I just it, – it's it's frustrating to me because not only do I think that the quarterback's not talented, but there are so many schematic things and the that need to be addressed. Got, we gotta talk about oh, the O-line was atrocious. And we've talked about this all year long. They're young. They're young. It's – you have to – if you're freaking Brian Ferentz and Kirk Ferentz, he's not blameless here either, you have to know your team. How, what are you doing to set that up, that unit up for success? What are you doing? What are you supposed to do if you know you like, if you call every play and it just gets stuffed? Like again, Goodson, thirteen carries. Yeah, okay, it's not like he didn't get carries. Go. Nowhere to go. So Absolutely. if you can't call a halfback dive up the a gap, well, that's the problem. Is that that's all they have in it? Like you're running out of the eye. Like, do something. Use space. Tight end screen. Something. I don't. You have to do something different. It was so. Especially this is like was definition, definition of insanity, right? Like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. Get out of here. He averaged. This. He got ninety-three yards. A boy Spencer, okay, with a whole four point nine yards per pass. Everyone give him that a was. That was like on three plays. They had like three twenty-yard plays, and that was pretty much it. Like, oh. what? Come on, come on. So I got in a. He didn't respond to me, but I think he responded about me. Okay. Uh, it was John Miller from Hawkeye Podcast. Oh, John. Okay. If he's defending Spencer Petras or Brian Ferentz, he, I, don't even read it to me. Are you ready? No. So Stop. someone to uh, – hey, okay. This is I'm going to go on like a 30-second rant because I think it's pathetic. So uh, this guy, he has a, he worked his way up to have a beautiful offense. right? I mean, an audience, right? Like he put in the fucking work – to it, it's incredible like i would he should be so blessed to have this many people tweeting with him listening to his podcast and i'm not saying you need to be a shill i hate that you're never gonna get fence sitters on this podcast that's a promise me and jordan are never ever going to fence it okay just not gonna do it but one of his people goes uh one of the people tweeting it with him goes uh, i don't even shut him out hoagie 52 Says, Iowa's chance were zero once Petrus was still the quarterback after the bye week. Okay? Very reasonable thing. I know it's, like, based in flat-out opinion. But just, like, duh. Okay? He responds, I've got no time for this type of S. You want to believe it? That's fine. You say it to your buddies or tweet about it on your timeline? Go ahead. But tweet this stuff at me? I'll just mute you. Not the end of the world, of course, but that's just the plan. And that's the same guy who I commented two weeks ago on. 
What is this dude's problem? Uh, I don't know. Why the anger? Where... Where he, he's is, a, to be fair, where's the rationale? Two things for I'll saying get, the Spencer's the you know the one that we're defending to the grave. Two things. One, he did apologize, and I think honestly, because you know why? Again, I'm gonna give myself, I'm gonna pat myself one inch. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but I ended up tweeting this long thing about I'm like how pathetic. Like you owe it to your fans and to your audience to give. If people want to give a rational conversation. I, he even deleted the tweet. You know why? I took a picture of it because I thought he would delete the tweet, right? I was ready for it. I said, this right here is a major problem I've seen in Hawkeye reporting world. Uh, it's why we started a podcast. And we're also the best, hottest, funniest people in the world, right? It's a lack of wanting to hear all sides and engaging in a fun, exciting way. Just a bunch of grump old men. Like, uh, like 45 minutes later, he apologizes and deletes tweets. I knew he would 100%. Because... I'm going to be the first one to say, you know, when when Spencer Petras had the game he had against Maryland, how many times did we say, yeah, he threw some really good balls that game? His arm talent is obviously there. Very good. But when we see him in the last two weeks and we can see that his ability to read the field, to avoid pressure and slide in the pocket and not get sacked five times is obvious. I have no loyalty to him or any other quarterback that steps in there if they're not making the program win. This is a result-driven business. I can like a guy. Like I said, I, I have no doubt Spencer's a great dude, would give an interview. Uh, I mean, every time he's the first player out on the – I don't give him so much credit for this. He's the first player out to talk to the media and say, that's on me. I love him, right? Personality, I bet he is a 10 out of 10. I'm not kidding. I bet he's terrific. Great leader, great locker room guy, everything you want. He's just not good at football, guys. At, at least at least not in this situation. And we have not been good at quarterback football for 35 years. We've had a couple like Drew Tate, incredibly fun and exciting. Shout out, you know, Drew Tate. We've had Brad Banks, absolutely fun and exciting. But, like, in terms of, like, high-end talent, zero, nil. We've had no Kirk Cousins walk through the door at Michigan State. Like, we haven't even had Kirk Cousins or Matt Ryan. He went to Boston College. Like, we have a quarterback problem at the University of Iowa, and now I know we're a bunch of dudes complaining in the microphone that have no, they will never get, it will never get better. And that's always the most frustrating part, is I don't see why we like Hogan. We don't like Hogan. We like the idea of Hogan, right? Okay, we like the idea of Hogan, that he's a mobile quarterback, has a lot of swag, state champion in one of the hardest uh, states in the world at high school, like, I think a two-time state champion quarterback in Texas. Uh, had offers from Georgia, who, uh, hmm, I wonder if you'd like to be in Georgia right now. I think they need to know a little thing about football. I, again, well, maybe Hogan comes in and I'm asking for Labas, right? Or Lapis, whatever, how you say his last name. Maybe we're at, the moment Hogan comes in, I'm like, oh, they need to play Arch Manning, because I know he's going to go uh, to Iowa. Yeah. If I'm yeah. Iowa, I'm, I'm all outing for Spencer Rattler. All out. Oh, 100%. All out. 100%. Then he gets he gets to go on a date with my daughter. That dude gets to... <laughs> the, 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 Kirk's like, house? Kirk has a private plane. You know it's a private contract? He gets a private plane? Yeah, that's yours, Spence. Oh, Spence. Uh, we like Spencers around here. Yeah, uh, we're just... You can have the same number. Don't even care. And, and Iowa would be a perfect place for him to read. And now he, he would, he'll he choose Missouri and become a nobody. Like uh, Tate Martell. Do you remember who Tate Martell was? I do. I do. He's at oh, UNLV. Ohio State, right? He's at UNLV right now. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Okay, he went to Miami, absolutely sucked, then transferred to UNLV. Now he's like three quarterbacks rotating. He's one of them. Can we I'm you just mentioned one thing about rotating? Yep. One thing that I saw a lot this year that that I have been holding my tongue on a little bit because I wasn't really sure how I felt. The offensive line has rotated a lot and not only injury basis, right? Just getting reps across a bunch of people. I'm starting to wonder if there is a continuity. They would, the talk had always been that they would, by this time of the year, they would find the five, okay, or six. I cannot believe NC and Plum are not a stalwart, stalwarts on that line. I don't really understand. They were part of the good one last year. It makes me wonder if all that road in the beginning of the year is somewhat leading to the struggles now. I don't have the answers besides, obviously, we know that they're young. The one thing Overall, I, I the can't line criticize, is like, as much as I want to criticize coaching, to criticize Iowa Hawkeye offensive line coaching, come on. Like, I think they know what they're doing there. Don't you there think? has to, I mean, you have to ask questions. When you have a game like that, you have to ask questions. It might be just a really untalented group of linemen, too. But they got, what like, a five-star? Uh, four, five is it? Are we coming Tackle? back to a strength and conditioning thing? Are these young guys not putting on the oh, muscle we, they need to in the offseason? We do have we a know, new one. We know we had a turnover there. What are we missing from that perspective? I know they're young. He but ha- this, is, this is a little bit – yard, Goodson's yard per carry last year was like 5.6. It's 4.1 this year. Which is horrible has, for college football. He has one 100-yard rushing game this year. One. At Iowa. We know he's a talented back. This isn't – and I'm not going to knock on this guy every week, probably, but this isn't Mark Wiseman. Yeah, believe Mark alone. He was fun. He was. He did really well for being put in a bad spot, but he's not a power football starting running back. I know. Goodson's the most talented, not best. People forget this. Most talented running back we've had. Even I mean, and Sergeant is probably better for the NFL, but like. Goodson's just you can tell like if he gets if, if you put Goodson on a ladder or Goodson on a cone drill he would blow your mind I bet he blows your mind his speed just, it's frustrating it's really really frustrating yeah I'm it gonna feels get- like it feels like wasted opportunity the defense is the the secondary is old uh this defense is going to move on it's going to get younger next year um, ooh, it I, feels I, like a wasted opportunity I have a I, I just came up with right this moment a scenario if Iowa loses these games, not back-to-back, but let's say they lose, a like, a second-week game to... This is fun. A second-week game to Wisconsin, beat Penn State two weeks later, and then just this last week lost to, lost to Purdue. Do we feel better? Or is it just because we were number two at one point, and now I, it hurts more? I really don't think it's so much about losing the games because... I've told you every week, I expect Iowa to finish not – I just – the eight, defense eight four, was baby. great to start the year, but there's nothing in that offense that screams to me 10-2. and two. No. I, I, I can certainly tell you I was not one of those people buying tickets to the Big Ten Championship. You, but Your dad was. Way, and he – sure, he regrets it. I'm sure he's putting it on Ticketmaster right now. That's bad juju. You know, one week later, I, we started losing. I um, – I know, I know. I hear it in your voice again. Just the size of desperation and sadness. <laughs> it's the ma- it's the manner in which they lost the game, where they either game 
both games where they literally were not in it at any time. Iowa State lost to an unranked opponent this week, but they lost 38 to They played them. They played pretty well. They had a stupid turnover in the red zone late. But, like, I mean, come on. At least they were in the game. Uh, Pitt, Pitt, number 17, Pitt lost to an unranked opponent this week. Miami. Guess what? It was 38-34. Yeah. It wasn't I mean, 14 total points in college football. The only sport that if you average 38 points a game, you're like, yeah, it's a pretty good average. It's the only sport that you like, I can Texas Tech it and score 40 points a game but give up 50. I think the Dodgers average more runs per game than the Iowa scored in the last two weeks. Like, I don't. Oh, my God. It's It's been pathetic to watch. It's been frustrating to watch. I'll tell you, there was many times I turned my head away and gave up. So I, oh, I, I'm going to tell, yeah. tell you a little insight. And, and there is someone that I know that I'm close with that does this a lot with Iowa basketball, not as much football, but uh, sometimes will only watch an Iowa game once he's seen the result, only if it's a win. We'll watch every game. That's a win. Oh, I hate that, by the way. And I can tell you that's not that has not my style, but I can tell you it pulled at me a little bit this week. And like I can't be this frustrated week on week. See, now this is where me and you completely differ, and that's fair that we differ, right? Um, I enjoy like it's it's cliche as hell. I totally know what I'm gonna say is cliche as hell. I enjoy the journey more than the destination especially when it comes to college football. I'm very realistic. My favorite teams in sports are the Chicago Cubs, Oklahoma City Thunder, Carolina Panthers, and Iowa Hawkeyes, right? Besides the Cubs have no excuse. They should. I should feel like I'm watching the Dodgers every week, okay? That's for another podcast, okay? But the Panthers, Thunder, and Hawkeyes, the reason why I've fallen in love with them so much, they are not like absolute killers every year not any of the teams right i'd say maybe the thunder were the most consistent because they made the playoffs 10 out of 11 years okay but it's really i enjoy the journey so much more than an outback bull win i enjoy it because that's why i want to do a hawkeye podcast i love the saturday uh, frustrations of watching iowa against the northwestern more than i do just watching uh the wins would I want Iowa to win every game? Yeah, it literally makes me get emotional. When I when Iowa picked off that ball um, against Penn State, right? And this is when we were at like peak hype of Iowa. And they, and this is the, I was so excited for the game. My podcast is finally getting going. Uh, my best views I've ever had were the preview and the post of that of that uh, uh, game. It it was ultimate, and then. Boom, they intercept it. I felt emotion. I didn't cry or anything, but I felt that like first stage of it. And then obviously led to like an incredibly frustrating game that we ended up winning. But I enjoy this journey so much. Do I want Iowa to win beat Wisconsin? More than anyone. But I love the story of it. I love the this I want to hear the album from start to finish. So as the, as you said, journey continues, Iowa has a game against Northwestern next week against a bad Northwestern team. Oh, I can't Iowa's wait to lose that. Northwestern. Okay, they follow it up with a 
game at home against Minnesota, six and two Minnesota. Hey, we're going to that, baby. Yep. Uh, an Illinois, an Illinois team at home, Nebraska team away. How are you feeling about the remaining, what, five games? If how many games are, are you, are you confident? Give me your confidence rating on an five and out. Oh, so, so we're we, we win five. We win all win five in a row. They finish, you know, There's, ten and two or whatever. The teams they play are so bad, and we've had their numbers. Maybe so four, four in a row, four in a row, four in a row. I would give it. I would give it. I feel confident. Like I felt. I did not. We. I actually predicted Iowa to lose this game, guys. I will probably predict Iowa to win every win out. Ten, ten being your most confident. Being a hundred percent luck. I'll give it a nine, and it's only because of Northwestern. No one else, even a, even Minnesota. I was in PJ Flex head. That like he he's in his head. Like I I actually think so. I've met PJ. I've talked to PJ. I've exchanged emails with PJ. Fun fact: um, a multiple emails with PJ Fleck. Uh, when I know that he has used that. Uh, racial only school uh, reportedly uh to use that racial problem we had two summers ago against iowa you want to go to that school and then if you remember the timeouts with uh iowa and penn state how he kept calling timeouts and then so kirk called him right back there is a there's an actual i don't think kirk dislikes a lot of people i think there's a problem with minnesota that iowa and minnesota do i actively like the coaching staff do not like each other if you remember when brian got in a lot of trouble when he was in the booth and now he's on the field, right? But he actually costed them like a penalty and almost got kicked out of the game. He was screaming at Minnesota coaches. Like there's something I think I was going to handle Minnesota. I, I was always going to handle Nebraska. I firmly believe that Nebraska is an absolute crap show. Did you hear what Scott Frost said about his team after the after last week's loss? Give it to us. He said, "There's no more speeches I can give to them." So he's they have to, free, yeah. And he's a piece of crap anyway. Like nobody wants him. Apparently, he's rumored to get fired uh, at the end of this year. But yeah, he said something like, "Oh, we're yeah, ready." Uh, magic speeches aren't going to change this. Scott Frost sounded more like a coach who doesn't know how to fix Nebraska trouble than at any point in his four years. This is coming from a verified guy. He left the rock locker room after gathering the team to allow the captains to talk after a loss and said, "Magic speeches aren't going to change this," even though he's been the head coach for there for like four years i will tell you that next week the first drive of the game for iowa's first drive of the game is going to tell you all you need to know for the rest of the season it's going to be a three and out and i'm not i'm not saying that it's going to be you know a new quarterback because i'm not expecting that no if iowa does not have the pedal to the metal next week and come out with something new a new wrinkle then Iowa will lose at least one more game to end the year. Nine and three uh, is and, not bad. Like, would you say if I would have told you for real, nine and three with a Penn State and an Iowa State win? Are you happy? Be honest. Going into the, going yes. to going into the season, yes, hundred percent. Then that's a success, and possibly we like to win in bowl games. Now I don't know why, but we like to win in bowl games now and a bowl game possible win. Would you have been like, hell yeah, great season, boys? Yeah, I'm going to take it, but I will never forget what could have been. I know. that we, Better to love and loss than never love at all, Jordan. 
Because it's the teams that you lost to in the way in which you lost to them. If they would have lost to Penn State, I would not have been frustrated by that. No. I expected a loss. But a loss to Purdue at home, and then a a loss to Wisconsin expected, but to get just, just, just destroyed is so embarrassing. It's, it's just downright embarrassing to go from number two to number 19 in two weeks. What's worse is that we, I thought like, there's no way this team isn't going to at least go to the big 10 championship. It's not even, it is possible, but oh, it's possible, but it's, I mean, we have to win. You have to win out and, but they play a joke of a schedule, Wisconsin. So, but they lost to Michigan and Penn State. That's like the only thing that is gay. Yep. I mean, Wisconsin has to pretty much, you know, lose again, right? So, um, I don't even, I mean, Rutgers, Northwestern, Nebraska, Minnesota. Ugh. Go Minnesota. Um, Okay, so I have a crazy stat for you. Ready? I'm going to give you 2017, I'm gonna, and I'm going to give you offense, defense, okay? And I'm going to go up to 2021. This is from Irrational Hawk, who did all the work. Irrational Hawk 2 is his at handle. Total defense, 35. Offense, 117. Stupid. 2018, 7th defense in the nation. And remember, we're a bendo break. We actually give up a lot of yards. It's the points we don't give up. I bet we are top five, Okay. For points. We give up a lot of yards. We give up 100 more yards in Wisconsin, yet Wisconsin averages more points against them than we do. We average 14, they average 18, and I'm sure that's changed a little bit, but I continue. So 2018, 7th defense. 2018 offense, 92nd. 2019, 12th defense. 2019 offense, uh, 99. 2020th defense, 8th. 2020th offense, 88th. 2021 11th 2021 offense 123 he's had five I mean, years man I, you yeah. know, was i the brian yeah. defender he's had five years it's gone you're done it's it's too much he cannot be in this role next year he can't they're having one or two games against ohio state or maryland or whatever it's not enough it's just not enough. He and he's might this be year, blowing this his, year, his chance of being the head coach of Iowa. This oh, there's uh, come on. He was if, he, he, if he was good. If he was like thirtieth, he's the head coach of Iowa. Well, if this year there's a lot of deficiencies on the offense from a talent perspective, right? Quarterback, I think is is a problem. Um, receivers have been a problem. I like them. There's but they're young in the in your your senior your your upperclassman has been just absent from AWOL. any kind of production. But when you talk about like two years ago when you have like the holiday three, bowl, oh. three NFL players, right? I mean Stanley who flirted with the NFL. He'll get shots. Smith, Smith Marset and Brandon Smith. You have Kai Sargent in the NFL. I mean, you're eighty eighth with that? Uh, you want to keep not, going, I mean, Jordan? Not, 2017, we had TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant. Yeah. What are they, 90th? Uh, 117th. Oh, God. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. If the Patriots, I mean, if you like watch NFL, they watch the Patriots go out there today with a rookie quarterback and use, you know, two tight ends and beat a good Chargers team. Like, they find ways to do it, even they're lacking at receiver. They don't have a great run game. Like, 
it's just so frustrating to watch. Like all, you know, what the most frustrating thing about this, Jordan, I, I gave you all those stats. If we were just 30th in the nation, 30th in the nation, we were probably undefeated and going to a national championship. Yeah, you're not 30th. Them, you're not asking them to go out there and, and be a West Coast offense. Oh, no, you, no, have no. To, you have to do more than, than this. Uh, we kind of had the athletes. Like, Brandon Smith and Smith-Marset were the athletes enough to be a West Coast offense if you wanted it. We're starting to get the athletes enough. We're, we are. And you are hurting. Like, I know that as a head coach, you can't worry. You, you have to worry. But you can't worry too much about high school kids. I mean, Xavier's looking at Ohio State probably right now and going, mm. Oh, you know. You know there's been some change of hearts. At least, if not him, someone or uh, multiple. K- yeah, Caden Proctor or... Um, I mean, just it, you, if you're an athlete, you go, oh, maybe they're just back to being Iowa. If you had the hope to compete for something bigger, that they gave you that hope for four weeks. It's sad. And it's just not there. And that's really, really disappointing because you know in the back of their minds, like Ohio State is always going to be in that position. I I could literally win a title right now I, I get it deuce hogan's at georgia right now he's the number one team he's a backup quarterback or even starting new god knows okay with because they they're not afraid to play a high school or an 18 year old they're like yup get now again he's we're probably in red shirt and yada, yada i'm not stupid but right now he's sitting as a backup quarterback with a red head on just like he is on the sidelines at iowa for the number one team in the nation right now and probably going to be the champion like, It'll be. It's tough. That's you have to love Iowa, love Kirk, love Jay Neiman, and because he's like one of their top recruiters, you have to love that family feel because there is something special about Iowa. We dog in Iowa a lot. There is something special with Iowa. The fans are absolutely the best in the nation. I will defend them to the it, T. It's a great game day environment. That's the stadium. The facilities are as good as anyone, and there is something about like. If I'm anything but a receiver, I'm getting an NFL shot. The NFL doesn't care that Iowa's 8-4. and four. I, The NFL is grabbing every player they can get. Later in the rounds, because that's where value is at. But you don't think Lunderbaum's going to go top 15? Instantly. Oh, yeah. You're getting grabbed up real quick. We, they get a, Tristan Wirfs. Freaking went 14th, and now he's going to be the best right tackle in football for the next 17 years, barring injury. So it's not like we don't have disrespect at the NFL level. I think Iowa, I think coaches at the NFL level level adore us. Remember, you got to think, like, if you're grabbing a quarterback at, like, uh, 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 Josh Rosen, who's never played literally under the center before, that's going to hurt. But... There's, they do love Iowa. They do respect Iowa. There's a reason we have 34 players in the league. You, That is no lie. That is complete opinion out of it. We have 34. We have as many as Clemson. But for some reason, it does not translate to wins for Iowa. And that's what's so pain. That just hurts me as a fan. It's just got to be coaching. But co- they coach enough to make these young kids prepared enough to play in the NFL and do great. And there's a difference between, like, technique and scheme. Mm, very true. It's, there's there's schematic issues, especially on offense. What would you, do you really think Iowa could handle being like Iowa State, like the offense, or like being like a an Auburn, where it's kind of like a way more spread offense? No, they don't have the athletes on the outside. See, I disagree. 
So not right now they don't. Not no, today, no. but Bruce Arians would have been a wide receiver for Ohio State, dude. Yeah, I there's there's not the athletes right now. It's fine to remain a pro-style offense. I, I, mean, I like. I'm sorry, I'm gonna pro- disagree. I think it. We just don't look at like athletes. Noah Fant is one of the most athletic tight ends in football. You know who's also one of the most athletic t- football players? George Kittle. That dude looked like a gangly white guy. You watch him in the combine. He was top three and everything. Vert, 40, all of them. So we might not look cool. We're not cool and look like Oregon. But I wouldn't doubt our athletes. There's a reason a Mujie can stay in the NFL. I mean, just, there's no, there is no Jamar Chase in Iowa. Anywhere close. Oh, yeah. We don't have a five-star wide receiver. Neither does I mean, there's no... There's Michigan, no, uh, Michigan there's got no, Oliver Martin. Yeah, but he's he was a trash can. He ended up okay. Amari Darbo. There's no even even the guy from Purdue, and I'm blanking on his name. David Bell. David Bell. We yes, we, just, we've lacked an impact offensive player in a like a true like that running back from Michigan State. I'm blanking on his name. Like a true impact player. Yep. Like a Heisman winner. Like we not even sniffed it. Sounds like and Sean Green. I, I really you see a lot of articles about. Iowa finding like oh we have the the sneaky the three star recruits end up pro pro players and that's all good and fun but those five there's a lot of five stars that get in the pros too and they're better while they're in college so it doesn't take them four years to get to that level I, it's it I understand that we're Iowa there's really not if you look holistically there's really not besides some stability in the program minus two years ago uh, a fun party school atmosphere and a good game day. Why would you come to actual Iowa? You I've know what I mean? I've said this. Because, um, again, I think Hawkeye fans, that's a, where you need to almost, this is going to sound super cynical, and I really don't mean it to be, but especially because I'm the positive one, Jordan's a cynic. Um, y- Iowa fans, I'm telling you right now, and, I again, I want to do changes. I want to change quarterback and all that stuff. You could be Illinois in about a week. Exactly. You get the wrong head coach at Iowa. Like, this head coach... Has to be a 30-year head coach. The next one we get. You get the wrong coach at Iowa, you're Illinois. And, and like, Minnesota, ha- I, I cannot imagine being a Minnesota fan. Minnesota has no state school rival. They have a way bigger population state and talent pool. The uh, 6A uh, high school football teams, are, every lineman is 6'4", 275. Every single one in 6A. Okay? Iowa high school athletics, I'm sorry. Not even close to Minnesota football. Now, again, I'll give Iowa wrestling, right? You want to play I, a Minnesota high school basketball and football? It would be a slapping of a lifetime about the athletes we have in the city of Minneapolis, the metro schools, okay? And yet they still, you want to be Minnesota, Iowa? You want your best years to be 9-3, max? You want your you want to be 6-6? Six and six? That is like where, like again, I get into like arguments with my mother of all people because she's such a passionate Hawkeye fan is that like she wants Iowa to be like uh, Ohio State or like close to it right they want a little bit basically better than Wisconsin right like she's not stupid right she's been watch she watches every single game too but like there is a level of you could be everyone talks about UTSA or like Kentucky right now like this is the best it's ever going to get for them it's it's hard. The hardest thing about this a Wake is Forest, you've had a taste. You've had a taste of number two. 
this I, year. You, yes, you just you've seen it just enough that it's easy to be really disappointed. The reality is nothing's really changed from the last, I mean, decade. I mean, it's the same. We're gonna have the same result, and we're gonna live with it. It just hurts a little bit more this year. It does because we've loved and lost instead of never loved at all this year. Yeah, that's really the yeah. difference. Um, I want all I ever wanted is to see Iowa win a couple more Rose Bowls. Like that's it. Like that's all I've ever wanted. I know if Iowa ever wins a tit- national title, that would be like the craziest thing ever. But there is something in the waters at Iowa that when they have expectations, they fail. Uh, look at basketball. That team. God, I'm so sorry, Luca Garza, for no one else on your team showing up on that March Madness game. Like literally, literally zero points. Like I'm like literally no one showing up. I don't know why. It's I was better when we're and I hate that mindset because just as a coach and as a just an overall human being, I want to be the best. I want to beat the best. I want to play the best um, all the time, and I'm not afraid of anyone who's better than me. But Iowa does better when we're like we start out twenty. And right now we're undefeated, or we're, we maybe have one loss, and then yeah, just kind of climb, sneak away. Kind of climb your way up and get a sneaky win against Penn State. When Iowa and Kirk has expectation, they do not live up to it. Yeah, just uh, the this week is a prime example. Just absolute horrid preparation. Oh, uh, absolutely horrible. Let's we can't we can't just dwell on this all night because no. everyone everyone that's listening to this podcast has a hole in their soul today so want to answer some twitter questions jordan i do okay we have a couple we have about i think four okay from amish football huge fan okay Okay, by the way one of the most interactive people on my twitter okay i know they will but i'll ask anyway oh uh but hmm, he, he messed up so i'm trying to figure out how he says oh but will okay i know they won't but I'll ask anyway is what he meant. I know they won't, but I'll ask anyway. Will Spencer Petras be benched? And I'm going to add one part. uh, Or an open quarterback competition going into Northwestern. I think that an open quarterback competition is as likely as it has been in however many games he's he's been the starter. He has. If if it's not, there is... I, I would be baffled if it's not... I, if I were the coach this year, and even if it's, even if it's, you know, Brian or Kirk thing, like we just can't make the switch. Like Padilla is not the answer, whatever we see it in practice. This is how we feel. Put him in a competition to light a fire. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to put him in, even though you know you're going to keep Spencer, make him be like, Oh no, split split the reps, do something. And if he, by the way, if he crumbles at the competition, you never wanted them in the first place then. That's the funny part about competition is that that's unfair. He'll feel he'll feel so much pressure. Good. Good. Can't be any less pressure than Wisconsin's defense put on him this week. Literally. Um, Good I, question. Good question. I sure I sure hope so, but I don't be too confident. Thank you, Amish Fantasy Football. Uh, I do want to say if you're going to do a quarterback competition, Northwestern is legitimately bad doesn't doesn't mean we're not going to lose but what it northwestern is at it is at northwestern a nighttime game no one's going to be there <laughs> cuz it's northwestern if you're going to have a quarterback competition my, my dad's going to be there for some reason oh, that's weird um if there's going to be a quarterback competition it's actually a perfect week cuz otherwise you don't have a good game for it next question at jeff lansink lansink 
How about this? So, Brian and Kirk, why do you call two consecutive fullback dives at the third and fourth with nine in the box and three over the center after apologizing for calling two consecutive quarterback sneaks two weeks earlier? Great question. Great question, and I've seen this all over the place. Let me tell you why. Because there is an absolute void of creativity in that offensive room. There is no creativity. Either either it's one of two things. He doesn't have a go-to play there. They haven't drilled it for two weeks. I mean, you talk about look at the, the NFL, right? There's always a play. You know, your two your uh, two point conversion. There's a play that you go to. Maybe it's two or three different plays at that level. That is what they have. There do, is no. Do you there think is it's no Brian play or action. Kirk stopping? Like yeah. I have to ask this. Brian is it Brian, Brian or Kirk? Stop. Does he? Brian calls the game. Would Brian pull Spencer? Is that a Kirk call? That's a Kirk call. That's probably a Kirk call. But there's no, you know, even like faking it to the fullback and, and doing, I, I would I would love to see some kind of fake. Well, it's hard to do a, a play action boot when you're having that much pressure. But RPO, can they not run it? Can you not run Whoa. someone on a slant there? Are you saying a new offense that's modernized RPO? That literally won I mean, the seriously, imagine, with Nick Foles? Ima- imagine giving, I mean, I'm not certain that, and this might be, I'd say there's one of two conditions. One, not being creative. The other two, they might not trust Spencer. I wouldn't. I, no. I would be. An, it's a two. It's a super tough spot. Nah, to be fair, but, every high school team in the entire country runs RPO, and that's how they win state titles. Just, just imagine. You run that fullback dive on, on. I like third the third. Down. I like the fullback dive. I like it. I'm fine with it. Okay, so line up in the same formation. Freaking put it, whatever receiver. I. Tyrone Tracy, whatever. Line up. Run an RPO with the same freaking in my, formation. Uh, in my opinion, I'm going to defend the coaches here. That's a lose-lose. Because if you called a pass, I have a pass question today. If they would have called a pitch and they didn't get it, I have a pitch. Why would they pitch the ball and not just dive, fullback dive? That's a little... And Do I don't mean to be disrespectful, Jeff. But that's a little armchair quarterback in the fact of um, any play that didn't work was the play that was going to get criticized. I, but I would rather, I would be more comfortable. So what was the, I think it was Indiana. They had the fake fullback uh, handoff and they pitched it out to Goodson of like 30 yard touchdown. I'm not sure that was Indiana, but earlier in the season, very big play. I would much rather have that play fail than giving it to, I mean, Potabam as good as he's been on those dives. I mean, put it in the hands of your best player, get him in space and see what happens. Totally agree. A lot you, you coaches overthink yeah, like, that. They didn't want to give to Marshawn Lynch, so <laughs> give it to your best freaking player and see what happens. People overthink you are that. giving it to a fullback where your offensive line has gotten dominated all game. The box is loaded. Even if he gets one on one and he loses it in space, you live with what your decision a lot easier than just what know that you. I would get a thousand. Well, why didn't we just run a fullback dive? It works every time. <clears throat> There is no right call. That yes, you're right, Jordan. I'm not disagreeing with you. I like dying by the sword instead of behind the shield. But um, no matter what play that, and I see this in all sports, all of it. Well, why didn't they just do the opposite thing? Well, if that opposite thing failed. You're going to be asking why didn't they just do this? That's just a fan thing that people do. Anywho. This is now we're going to Bleach Report, Jordan. Good question, though. Good Great question. question, Jeff. Uh, Cora Lakers asks, 
is the fact we are so young and have so few super seniors finally coming back to get us. Seems every team but Iowa returns 20 to 22 starters. On offense, yes. Oh, it's killing us. It's killing uh, us. You see some consistency from someone like Laporta because he's an upperclassman. And honestly, Spencer started enough games. Young Inexperience is not, a, not an issue for me there. <clears throat> the offensive lines where you see it the most. I'm sure you see it out wide too. Tyrone Tracy, I, I just don't have any explanation for him. But the offensive line, the key issue is their age, I think. I agree. Um, you don't think and, it's talent? I think in two years. No, we said I, this before. no, I really don't. I really don't think it's talent. I, I, I can't, I can't in good faith look at the history of Iowa football and say that they're not going to have talented linemen. But young linemen, in like they just, I mean, you're talking about like super seniors. That, that's a veteran Wisconsin team. Yeah, Cora does go on to say the trenches seem to be the most important area to have experience at. Of course it is. It is because when you, this is why it's so important. On the wide receiver, you can have some 18-year-old kid who just played high school ball three months ago, and he'd be just as fast as anyone. He can be just as quick as anyone. They all weigh about 170, 180 pounds. When you're an offensive lineman, if you're 19 years old, you are playing a 23-year-old grown-ass man who's had it. I've been in the high school uh, weight rooms. High schoolers don't know how to lift weights. They literally, Wait. they don't know how to lift weight. Like, your, your best, unless he's some five-star monster, your best lineman at your local high school listener, who's maybe 6'4", 230, 240, 250, benches 225. These linemen at Wisconsin bench probably close to 400. Yeah, there's the biggest, and Brandon's spot on here, the biggest area where you're going to see struggles is on the offensive line because not only is not only is it the most technical, besides quarterback, yep. the most technical position, in my opinion. 100%. I mean, there's just so 100%. many things going on in the, in the trenches that the casual fans Timing, are pushing each other. Uh, it's not, that's not true. And whether you're doing, you know, a zone read offense or, you know, a, you're just, you know, shotgun five pass drop. There's or five step drop. There's so many different things that are going on in the trench. So not only do you have a physical disadvantage because you're 20, 30 pounds underweight, you have a technical disadvantage as well. And that unit, more so than your wide receivers, your running back, your quarterback, has to work as a unit. Yep. A wide receiver can win a one on one and change the outcome of a play on his own. The Offensive line, it's you know picking up blitzes, calling out the right protections. The offensive line as a unit, when you have inexperience, and there's some, you know, you think Linderbaum's going to call out the right things because that's a lot of his responsibility. But whether you know you have an edge rusher and you don't know whether the running back's going to chip so or I'm going to teach you a little, yeah, I'm going to teach you a little technique here. Thing, okay? This is this is the real X's and O's. Is okay. So you're like an offensive tackle. The way you're going to, like, okay, how a play is going to be called, let's see, let's keep it real simple, right? Lucy, 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 that means left, okay? And it all depends on the defensive lineman lineup, whether they're an I, a, four, a four technique, a four I, or a five, right? That's like the left, right, or center. The four is always on the nose. The I is on, like, the left shoulder, depending on your offense. And the five is on your right shoulder. It could be flipped, right? Mostly it's that, though, Okay. And so the linemen are all yelling, Lucy, 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 because that means they're all saying left, right? They might say indigo. The, the, the play calls will be indigo instead of like, like the calls will be red, right? Red, 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 red means right, okay? 
That means the the lineman now, the guard went from I'm blocking the nose tackle on my left to I'm mm-hmm. blocking the defensive end on my right. Like, it is literally by, and Linderbaum is calling all of that, by the way. There's no question, like, zero question in that. But it is so much to it that if you take, now, I know Jordan knows this, if you take a right tackle and just throw him on the left side, you can take the best right tackle. You put Tristan Wirfs, best right tackle in the NFL right now. You put him on the left side, he goes to a average to below average left tackle immediately. It is that different. Or you have like a Wisconsin defensive line run a stunt, you know, where where your your, def- your defensive ends actually going back behind the D tackle and coming inside. Who's picking that up? Those are the kind of things where where you allow five sacks. Uh, and we saw it. Linemen it was just also will pat their ass, right? You see that all the time. That is telling the running back where he's a, where to essentially go, and it could be a lie, it could be the truth. They'll kind of pat their ass real quick, and that's why they yell that Lucy. It could be like state names, Texas, 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 right? That is the protection of what the line, who's going to block who. It's, there's a lot of complications to it. It really is. Yeah. And it's even at like the high I school said, level. More, more so than even like your receiver who has a one-on-one battle. Oh, receivers he don't has do a, nothing. Yeah. He has, oh, here's the route I'm running on this play. And most of the time you're not even having a whole lot of options at this level, especially not at a pro offense. So Yes, inexperience is killing Iowa. At this it, it, it will get better. It will get better. Just not this year. It's just unfortunate and disheartening because you have such a senior defense, at least on the back end, that it's you're pretty much wasting that talent. He might be 6'5", 285, and facing uh, and we might okay. You might have two linemen, six uh, five, two eighty five, both of them. One is going to have 50 pounds more bench, and I'm going to guess that's a 24-year-old or a 22-year-old, not the in the 18-year-old. They just aren't or, strong. Or, or like, for example, like offensive linemen are almost always the worst of the two athletes between the offensive line and defensive line most of the time. Yeah, they are. So it's a lot of t- technique-related things. If you talk about, like, a tackle dropping back in a three-step drop, and you've got an edge rusher, like, he's – it's about his where his hand placement is, how quick he's getting off this off this step – those are a lot of technical skills that just take a lot of time. And we're, like Iowa's starting freshman tackle. So no wonder he's getting beat. Yeah. Poor kid. Great question, Cora. I don't think it, I don't think I realized I was going to go into that long of a change, but it did. Great question. Okay. From our Daniels, last question we have to him. Uh, our Daniels six. When does the <laughs> Iowa start taking a buyout on the entire offensive staff? A freshman's uh, only viable receiver they're using. The line couldn't be worse. So, you're talking about like replacing the entire offense. Yeah, I, I think it was more jokey, but it was also yeah, like, they're, like they're, fire everyone, please. Yeah, the reality is, it it's very difficult for me to imagine a different offensive coordinator while Kirk Ferentz is still the head coach. Nepotism, baby. And the only way that that happens, and it could, don't get me wrong, this could, is something above Kirk happens. Uh, right. He, he, what if you know if the AD comes down and said this never. is we just can't do this? Maybe, but I mean, Greg Peterson just uh you want a perfect segue? Greg uh, Gary Patterson, head coach at TCU, the second longest tenured coach in all of football. Mutually agreed to part ways today, tonight actually, hmm. right now, effective immediately. Hundred and eighty one and seventy nine with seventeen bowl games created. TCU was an absolute. Iowa State level joke of a program. He came in, absolutely fixed it. 
in 22 years at TCU, 181 and 17 bowl games, uh, he decided not to finish the year. This was mutual as in terms of like, they asked him to, if you want to finish the year out and he said, no, thank you. Well, TCU is not, not in a good spot. That's not happening in Iowa. I would be absolutely shocked if Kirk Ferentz was going to be ousted. If there was really any, it was going to be when, right, you know, yeah, right. When the, 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 the issue a couple years ago. Um, so as much as I would much, I honestly am not a proponent of firing Brian Ferentz right now. That's weird. because it's right now, this week, tomorrow, today, tonight. No, I think that's a wrong decision. Does he have to do different things and change? Yes. But from a continuity perspective, throwing in, I mean, if he gives a play calling, maybe okay. But like th- trying to implement, these are, these are college kids. These are not the pros. You can't right. just go in and put an entirely new offensive in. Your There's best so much bet is to recruiting throw... and stuff too. Like you yeah. won't mess everything Your up. best bet is to throw in wrinkles. You want to show stability, right? Because I think one of the quotes is like, no one's jumping ship. That was what Kirk Ferentz said. That is the way to handle this. But in the off season, it has to be reevaluated. No, what's going to happen is he's going to accept a head coaching job at Kent State or something. I hope so. That's what's going to happen. Or he's going to accept an offensive coordinator or a positional coach back at the Patriots or something. That he it would not be firing. It would be he's seeking a better moving moving somewhere else. Yeah, he's seeking a better uh, uh, job, quote unquote. But yeah, he'll never be a he'll never have fire under his name. All right, Jordan, time to pick up the energy real quick. Okay, give me that uniform check. Ooh, Wisconsin got some good uniforms. It's a basic uniform. It's a simple it's, uniform. It's, it's Under Armour, kind of rare. Yeah, that you don't see that a whole lot. It, Auburn has it. Who else? Uh, that's the only team I like, can think of at the top of my head who has Under Armour. Like, I think the military schools have Under Armour, but like, it's it's a Big Ten's a Nike school, a Nike it's, conference. It's simple. It does the job. It's not flashy. For some reason, I like it better it's than the tight. Nebraska's. It feels really, it's really tight. It's a tight uniform. Yeah. Um, it's really skit, like, and it makes them look really cool. And there's like a tradition at Wisconsin that they love to wear the hoodie underneath, like a sleeveless hoodie underneath the pads. Yep. I like it. It's, it's really, really similar to Nebraska's uniform. And that's probably my biggest knock. That's not anyone's they're, fault, though. They're almost the same. What I'm just saying, they're both kind of vanilla. It's it's cool, it it's not there, Penn State an, level. An, no, but there is like an intimidation factor to it. It just seems like we're ready to. We're, hey, by the way, Nebraska is Adidas, um, uh, so it is two different companies. Uh, but uh, why do I know all this? God, um, but uh, I like it. I think it's cool. They think- call themselves like the the grit factory in Wisconsin, oh, which is like their God. turnover chain thing. But they look like. You know they're an intimidating group, especially def- defensively, at least. Yeah, I when I picture when I think Wisconsin, there's one thing I think I think of a white linebacker in a cast that has like tattoos yeah. and has 18 tackles that game. I, that's what I think when I think Wisconsin. And I think of them in that red uniform. Yeah. Um. There's something I like it. It's cool, and they're not afraid to pull out an, uh, against like an Ohio State on primetime television at night to pull out an alternate uniform once in a while. They'll pull it out. They'll, they've had some. I'll I'll show you the alternate uniform. They've had a decent looking alternate. Yeah, uniform. I've I've seen it. I've seen some of their different ones. I didn't love the ones that had like the the oh, their throwbacks kind of sucked. I thought. Who cares? At least that's the thing with an alternate. Who cares? Just try something. Yeah. Um. All right, boys. Uh, little kitty cat team next week. 
Yeah. Reviews are always more fun than preview. Uh, previews are always more fun than reviews. You guys know the drill. We're going to talk some serious kitty cat. Football. We're going to talk some. I mean, wait, wait till. My plan next week is to not talk about Iowa's offense. No. One one time. La- hey, last preview pod, we didn't say Spencer Peters till like 45 minutes into the episode. I will not. I won't. I know. I- I- Here's my big hope. Oh. Real quick. Yeah. Let's just real hope. For the 19, we, hey, we're I the want, podcast for the 19th team, team of the nation, Jordan. I want a spicy, spicy week from Kirk Ferentz or Ryan Ferentz. Just give me some competition to talk about next week. Yeah, just Give say, me a quarterback hey, competition to no, get me revved up. You know what I want to hear? This is what I want to hear. Right? This is such a Kirk way of doing it, too. You know, Spencer took that hit, you know. He just, oh, yeah, he's he, a little sore. Yeah, he's not going to play. Come Give on. me that. Give, you know, I, I would love for Spencer to pull a hamstring. Okay. It's not It's nothing bad. Oh, by okay. The, by the way, Clay Cundiff, uh, literally hearts out to you, no joke. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, I got a lot of love from Wisconsin fans on those tweets. Uh, I mean it. That injury looked horrible uh, on that tight end. Uh, they yep. didn't even show the replay. It was that bad. So, and normally they love to just show the replay over and over again of a broken. Yeah, you don't butt. want that kind of stuff. He did. Uh, he did get released from the hospital, so that's good. Yeah, so he had to go to a hospital. He stayed overnight. I'm gonna guess. This is totally guess. Compound ankle fracture bone was sticking out, and that's why they didn't show it. I think it was instant. I think you're just. It's unfortunate he landed. Uh, uh, a lineman landed on the back of his leg, and the bone just decided to go right out of, out of the skin. Because normally, if it was like a small break or even an ACL tell, they're going to show it. They're going to show it. But if they're going, I mean, if it was an instant, I mean, how the players reacted was like disgusted. It was so sad. Ambience immediately out for a leg injury. So you know, it was like we have to cover this right now. Yep. Um, so it's probably a bloody compound. Um, prayers out. He took it like a champ. He looked absolutely badass getting loaded into the, uh, ambulance. So, uh, hearts out to Clay Cundiff. I hope you come back next year and beat Iowa again. Okay. That's, I don't, I hope, I don't hope that's true. Well, it's probably true. How about that? Yeah. Is that better? I just hope he's there when they beat them. Yeah. So I hope he's the one picking up the Heartland trophy. Okay. Okay. If it has to happen, let's let it be him. Yeah. Right. All right, y'all follow all the socials. I need more Twitter followers. I'm sick of it. Okay? I gained four over the weekend because all I did was talk smack about Iowa and you all were eating it up. So, hey, follow the Twitter. And I uh, relaxed on the couch and watched football. Nice. Later, y'all.